When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's just imagine that Steve Armitage is hosting the broadcast tonight. How would that go, Mike? Oh, thanks, Mark. It's going to be a great series as the Calgary Flames, a fabulous city, up against Edmonton. Edmonton, germs, disease, sweatpants with good shoes. Don't don't bring the hate on Rod. This is all on this end, folks. Be mad at this guy. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show. It is your favorite daytime sports talk show uh, in Canada, the only one. One of a sea of daytime sports talk shows in America, I might add. We're at, on Game Plus Television, live streaming on YouTube as a luxury to you. And on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM in Metro Atlanta, where they really love the hockey talk, the football talk. And the Atlanta Hawks coming off a win over the Miami Heat yesterday. Martin Luther King Day. Let's bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. I uh, continue to feel, Moose, that we're going to have a lot of fun here in hour two. We always do. Um, this is habitually. I feel like <laughs> the teacher at the head of the class every day, repeating every day. Hour one, we talk about last night's games. Hour two, we talk about tonight's games. And we, this is the point where we mix in the viewer comments. How much of your time has been spent on the Leafs-Panthers, your thinking time, the game tonight at Scotiabank Arena? It's just like our show. It's starting more and more as you move through the day. You know, hour one, still thinking ah. about last night and the football game and everything else that's going on. But more and more thinking about the game tonight, and I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it's not... The matchup it was last year, right? It's not two of the top teams in the conference going head-to-head, -head, but I still think we feel that it is. Like, I think we feel that Florida is a lot better than their record, and we're sitting here waiting for them to go on a run. Well, wouldn't the Leafs be a great jumping-off point? You get a big win against a team near the top of the conference to really set you off on a run in the second half and a charge towards the playoffs? Um and really, I think Florida needs to set the tone heading into the All-Star break to feel good about something. And this would be a great thing for it. But on the other hand, you know, I hope the Leafs keep rolling. A wonderful preview of the Leafs and the Panthers. And by the way, the Panthers have won that? five of seven. Panthers have won five of their last seven, including a big win in Buffalo on Monday. So their fans are excited. It's just going to be fantastic. Although the fortunes of any team, whether it be the Oilers, the Flames, the Leafs, the Panthers, the Buccaneers, the up and down, up, it's exhausting. Um, this is where I feel like I really want to. I really want to hand the keys to the show to the viewers. I'm not joking. Uh, the text lines open nine zero two five one eight thirty thirty three. Whatever you'd like to talk about, all of y'all, let us know. Shoot us a note because I'm game for anything. And uh, it's been a few years of doing this, and I've had a lot of people say to me, boy, that's a lot to keep on top of, Rod. You, you're on top of what's going on in the NHL and the NFL and the CFL. Shoot, Junior A. I'm like, do you want to say that again? Say it out loud again. That's the job. <laughs> okay? It's not, it's not work. Um, I have no idea why, but Rick Hagelin has checked in. Viewer Rick. Rick Hagelin says, Vancouver is the best climate in Canada and a better market than most interior cities. Thanks for that. Ah, Jeff in Winnipeg writes in and he says, Good day, RP Show. Congrats to you and your Cowboys. Niners will be tough, 
but that's why they play the game. <sighs> leave it to a guy from Winnipeg to just come in and land the plane. He's right on a few fronts. Number one, don't congratulate me. Although, who was six for six in the NFL picks on Super Wildcard Weekend? This guy. I will say on Monday, Darren, I said my head and my heart picked the Cowboys. My gut says the Buccaneers. I was covered both ways. Does that count for betting advice? <laughs> Two out of three of my body parts are picking the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I want to say something. The guy makes a good point. And somebody wrote in here earlier about Lamar Jackson. There's 876 shows talking NFL today. And I wonder, do we need to be the 877th? But this is what they want to talk about, so that's okay. Lamar Jackson of the Ravens did not accompany the team to Cincinnati for their playoff game on Sunday. You know that. He's on an expiring contract, Darren. And his play this year, I thought, quelled any discussion whatsoever about his worth or what he means to the Baltimore Ravens. But I think it was the last six games, including the playoffs, that he was not available for. He's from Pompano Beach, which is that way about 18 miles, Pompano Beach. You know the beach house where we, do, where we do the show? Yeah. That's where he's from. So there's that with, with the Dolphins. Now, stick with me here. I'm getting to a point, trying to land the plane here and sprinkle in a few viewer comments too. Uh, Devin checking in from Burns Lake, BC, says, usually the team with the most points wins the game. Credit John Madden. I know you're saying that facetiously, but it's similar to what we said last hour about Marcus Spears, swagoo. You pick the better team to win, and they'll usually win. It should go that way. My point, finally, it's arrived, Darren. The 49ers, with a third-string quarterback, humiliated the Seattle Seahawks the other day. And what did we say going into the weekend? If the 49ers can win with a third-string quarterback... Why can't the Miami Dolphins? And wouldn't you know what they almost did? They almost did with Scott or Thompson. Like, I don't know how much of that game you watched. I watched it all, every play. And, the th and I've been watching the Dolphins since camp. I've watched all these guys. Scott or Thompson put two passes right in the breadbasket of Jalen Waddell, the, the man. And he dropped them in the opening quarter. You know football better than me. Those are psyche-breaking plays, you know? And it wasn't on Scott or Thompson. It was on everybody else. I mean, what is your read on that game? I know. I mean, at the end of the day, Buffalo put their foot on the gas and, and finished that off when they needed to do it. And there was some mistakes. I mean, Buffalo's got to be a little smarter. But it doesn't take away from what Skylar Thompson did. I mean, he came in and gave them a chance to win, a real chance to win, just what Brock Purdy's done in San Francisco. So, sure, but to the Baltimore and Lamar situation with Huntley in the quarterback, they didn't really have a chance to win. I mean, they, they played um, Cincinnati fairly close in that football game, a lot closer than we thought, and that's because they have a really good defense and that this group is good defensively and they play the division of rivals so tough. But when it comes to Lamar Jackson, you know, pay the man because he's worth it. Because you can't win without him. I see that Rod just disconnected. So we'll check and see if we get him back. Just throw him on the screen whenever we get him back in and uh, I'll pass it back off to him. But that was the Lamar thing. He put it up on, on social media. It wasn't his quote, but he used somebody else's quote. And it was something along the lines of, if you have something, take care of it. If you have something great, take care of it, respect it, and it will give you all the good back. And he was referring to himself. You know, Baltimore's got something good. They need to pay him, and that's what he was referring to. And if you pay him, you'll win games. And without him, look what happened. You lost in the playoffs, didn't really have a chance offensively, and now Cincinnati moves on. So the Lamar Jackson situation is interesting. There's a lot of landing spots for him. People have said Tennessee. They've said Miami. You know, all the different quarterbacking, you know, openings might be a landing spot for Lamar Jackson. So he could be on the move. Tom Brady could be on the move. If Miami's a spot, Tua could be on the move. 
And then you look at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. There's a lot of moving parts and musical chairs when it comes to quarterbacks in the National Football League um, this offseason that I don't really know where they're going to land. So it, it is fun to follow. You know, Tom Brady's name has been reportedly tied, obviously, to the Dolphins. That hasn't been as hot lately. Um, it's been tied to the San Francisco 49ers, but I think they're pretty confident in Brock Purdy um, and Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance and having that combination, two out of those three quarterbacks. But that makes Jimmy Garoppolo expendable. And where does Jimmy Garoppolo end up, right? So there's a lot of different moving parts, musical chairs. Tom Brady's name's been linked to Tennessee, but so has Aaron Rodgers' name. So in the NFL, it's going to be a wild offseason, especially when it comes to quarterbacks. And then once quarterbacks move, you know, they have such a heavy influence over skilled players, tight ends, receivers, running backs on where they sign. Look at what Tom Brady's done in terms of recruitment. You know, there's another name that we haven't talked about, Derek Carr. That's one more name. So, you know, Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tua. Um, you know, you want to add in C.J. Stroud and, and Bryce Young. There are a lot of moving musical chairs when it comes to NFL quarterbacks that we're going to be following here for the next number of months uh, in the offseason. So that's just going to be fun to follow, uh, absolutely. But it leads us into the divisional playoffs now, right? Dallas moves on to take on San Francisco. Um, and I think that was a statement game for Dak Prescott. You know, it was a real statement game for Dak to be able to go in to Tampa on the road. And I know we'll talk about the record Dallas had and that Tampa was under 500. But it's still Tom Brady. It's still a team not that far removed from winning a championship. And you went in and had the game you had, four touchdown passes. And for Dak, we talked about it on this show yesterday. Me and Rod talked about it. That for Dak, it was either going to be a game where the Cowboys were going to see it, they were going to lose, and decide they got to move on from Dak. Or it was a game where Dak was going to cement himself as the franchise quarterback and move from being a good quarterback to being a franchise quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And I think he did that last night. And I think they're in a pretty good spot. And that game against San Francisco is going to be must-see TV. It really is. So, okay, once Rod gets settled in, there he is. We'll drop him back in. How are you, Governor? And it's one, and it's one eleven Eastern, by the way. All right. How about that? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know you're nervous, but... It's 111 Eastern. You heard me say, massive power outage here, Darren. Massive power outage. Uh, like a transformer blue or something. Okay? Okay. So what did I miss? No. We act, so right. you had talked about the Lamar Jackson situation. And, you know, I just started pulling on threads and my mind kept going in different directions. Rod... It went into the NFL quarterbacks on, on the offseason, and I, and I kind of got myself circled around to this. This is the musical chairs that we're going to see in the NFL and quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, potentially Jimmy Garoppolo, potentially Tua. And then you start looking at C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young coming into the mix in the draft. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill may move. Matt Ryan may move. That's a lot of, you know, tier one, two, and three quarterbacks that we, you know, we are going to have new homes. So it's going to be head-spinning stuff and 24-hour coverage on all the network. Well, and I hope you don't get sick of it. Like, And when I say you, I mean the viewers, yourself, me. I mean, I kind of... I'm already tired of it, to be honest with you, uh, to a degree. And listen, by the way, I don't have Wi-Fi, okay? So we're running here off data. But... Here, welcome to the world of millions of people. Here's my potential Wi-Fi network stare. Fiesta manager, Jorge, Jenny, Alberto, Baby Sanchez, Louie. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. And I don't have any of their passwords, by the way. I'm not oh, that guy no. that, you know... You yeah, you watch those shows and you like sidle up next to the apartment and steal their Wi-Fi. Yeah, you know, like I'm not that guy. So, anyways, <laughs> that's the thing that people have always loved about this show, as my brother can say. It says anything can happen at any time. 
and it usually does. You know, so I apologize. My brother, by the way, is watching. And he sent me a joke about Brett Maher. This is probably going around, and I don't even want... It's, 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 it's similar to this joke. You know, the Maple Leafs goalie that let in seven goals, and he wanted to commit suicide, so he jumped in front of a car the next day and it went between his legs. How should Brett Maher feel today? And I know we only have about two minutes left in this segment, but... If you're Brett Maher, because I never played football, you did. How's he yeah. feeling today? I think he's feeling a bit of relief because he didn't cost the team the game. But I also think now it's creeping into his mind that, oh boy, if I'm in a situation, these games are getting tougher. You know, against San Francisco, if I need to kick a big field goal, gosh, I hope I make it. I really hope I make it. And you're starting to feel a little anxiety and some nerves. But I think there's a better chance that he can move on from this faster because those points didn't end up being, uh, a, you know, a mat they didn't matter in the football game at the grand scheme of things. So I hope Jerry, I hope Mike McCarthy, I hope Dak, I hope everybody, the leaders of that organization have uh, made him feel that we trust you. This is no big deal. Don't worry about it. Well, it goes right to the top. Jerry Jones, the owner and the general manager after the game last night, said that he's not bringing in a kicker this week, and they're certainly not cutting Brett Mark. And it just it reminds me of coaches that I've known in the past. Frankly, I always go back to the CFL because that's where I spent so much time in 20 years where a guy missed a field goal or a quarterback threw an interception. The most successful coaches were the guys who patted him on the butt and said, you'll get him next time. You, know, you talked yesterday about intentions. Brett Martin mean to miss those converts. And uh, basically what Jerry Jones is saying is he's not going to miss that many again. Got it out of his system. We won the game. We routed him. We're going to be just fine. You know, and I, you talk about valuing your people. I, I hope, hope that serves the Dallas Cowboys in good stead moving on. We're going to take a timeout, but I'm just going to tell everybody, massive power outage just on the block. Okay? So, Moose, when we come back, you're going to take it out of the commercial. And I don't have any viewer comments. So you are going to have to call up YouTube and you tell me what the viewers are saying. And you might be interviewing Dave Poulin, by the way, because I don't know when the power is coming back. So sometimes it happens in the sweatpants capital. Sometimes it happens here, one half of the show. But it is the RP Show, episode number 919, and we'll return in a moment on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and WQEE Radio. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Not Rod. Darren Dupont back here in the home office as we get you set for the night. Rod Peterson is like this close to connecting. We've got the power back on in Florida. Um, just got to figure out the audio now, and then we'll be able to get him back in. I want to go to the comments. I know you guys got great comments in here. John uh, Ohm um, is wondering and really concerned for Rod. You know, Rod's roaming charges. Yikes. Do we need to start a GoFundMe? Hey, if you want to start a GoFundMe for Rod's roaming charges, we can do that uh, for sure. Um, they're talking about Tom Brady coming to the CFL. Guys, I know he mentioned that, that that's the only place left he needs to play. He's not coming to the CFL. He doesn't want to come to the CFL. 
Um, that's not good for the brand, for the Brady brand, for the TB12 brand. Um, it's just not what Tom Brady's going to do, and, he, and he's not going to come. It's just not happening. So um, let's, let's forget about Tom Brady coming to the National Football League or to this Canadian Football League, but he may go somewhere else. Um, Miami's an option. Tennessee's an option. San Francisco's an option. So there'll be plenty of time to talk about Tom Brady um, and all this quarterback musical chairs. Uh, Randy in the peg. Um, Connor, PLD, Morrissey, Helly, all playing awesome. He's talking about the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Connor and PLD don't get talked enough around the league. Well, they will be. And we all know Josh Morrissey's getting a lot of hype right now around the Winnipeg Jets when it comes to Norris Trophy conversation. So we talked about this in the offseason. We talked about it last year. That this Jets team, they had to make a choice. Shevel uh, Dayoff had to make a choice. Do you blow it up and start the rebuild? Because there's a lot of good assets there that could help the rebuild. Do you need to move on from Hellebuck, who was having a down year? Do we need to move on, you know, from Shifley and from some of these other veterans? And they could have went that way, started the rebuild, and been in a position to potentially draft Connor Bedard. Maybe, maybe not. But they went the other way. And that's worked out pretty well for the Winnipeg Jets going the other way, hasn't it? I mean, when you look at what Winnipeg's done since Paul Maurice left and Rick Bonus has stepped in. Now, he didn't coach the beginning of the year, um, but he came back and he's been behind the bench. And this team has just shot up the standings and continued to rise to be the number one team in the Western Conference. You know, and on their best points race uh, or start, I guess, when it comes to points and points percentage um, in franchise history. It's a group that believed in the players, made one little tweak with the head coach some tweaks to the roster, and it's about messaging. The culture seems to be back in check. The locker room seems to be back in check, and everybody's pulling on the same rope, and you're getting more out of Josh Morrissey. You're getting more out of Kyle Connors. PLD, you know, Connor Hellebuck obviously is having another Vesna-type season. He's probably not going to beat Allmark. I don't think anybody is for the Vesna if the Boston goalie continues to play like this. But the Winnipeg Jets are playing like a team that aren't just headed for the playoffs, but that they're going to be a team that we're going to talk about and start connecting the Stanley Cup to. Probably still a little early to be throwing around the word Stanley Cup, but it's on the minds of fans in Winnipeg right now, especially when you're sitting at number one. Let's go back to the YouTube comments here. Um, <clears throat> Allie's watching, says, I wish my office would lose power. And... Uh, um, that's kind of funny. Everybody wanted to uh, take some time off of work since they're having some fun with that. Um, Rod is still figuring out the audio right now, so that's just going to take a few seconds. Um, and we're going to get that fixed so he can come in here and chat with, <clears throat> excuse me, with Dave Poulin a little bit uh, later on here in Hour 2. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers as we re revisit the uh, schedule in the National Hockey League tonight. Uh, Matt Murray expected to get the start for Toronto, and Alex Lyon expected to make the first start for the Florida Panthers. Um, very interested. Um, just joined the Panthers, expected to start from the uh, American Hockey League. So that'll be interesting to see if he plays in goal. Um, and Matt Murray's been playing great, had a great game against Boston again in the loss on Saturday night. Montreal home to the Winnipeg Jets. Montembeau expected to start in that one, 8-7-2 on the season. Uh, Connor Hellebuck, um, and of course, his, I mean, he's been outstanding, 22-10-1. Uh, Jets favored in that one, uh, game time, 7 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Washington, home to Minnesota. That's a good one. Minnesota actually favored uh, in that game. Um, should be a good one. Philip Gustafson and Charlie Lindgren, the two expected goaltenders. Uh, Philadelphia, home to Anaheim. Um, in the game tonight as we take a look at who's set to be in goal. Anthony Stolar is expected to start for Anaheim, and Samuel and Urson expected to go for uh, Philly. He's 4-0 on the season with a shutout, the 917 save percentage, so a bright spot for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are on the road, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight, on the road in Nashville. Uh, Nashville, the home of the uh, NHL draft this summer in June. Um, Nashville going with um, Lankinen in goal and 
Tarasov in net for Columbus. So that'll be the bat the matchup there. Buffalo on the road in Chicago tonight. Uh, the Sabers are favorite on the road. Um, Craig Anderson against Peter Morazic, the goaltending battle there. Arizona home to Detroit in a late one, nine o'clock Eastern. Um, and the late game tonight as well, nine o'clock Eastern. The Edmonton Oilers. Jack Campbell expected back in goal for the Oilers. And Martin Jones. How about Martin Jones? 25, 21, 5, and 3. Martin Jones on the season. A 2.76 goals against average and three shutouts. Um, this should be fun. The Kraken on the road are 16, 4, and 2. Meanwhile, at home, the Edmonton Oilers are below 500. 10, 11, and 2. That game, I believe, is in Edmonton tonight. So um, it's on Sportsnet. Yes, and it is at Rogers Place in Edmonton. So that's interesting, those records. Uh, Seattle really good on the road, and Edmonton below 500 at home. Um, Clark, do you know, and I know you're trying to get Rod logged in here really, really badly. Do we know if Evander Kane will skate tonight, if he's expected back, or what his start did us? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and they've had to do some roster juggling. Um, they're going to have to do some cap management there for Evander Kane. But he's expected back tonight, and I saw him penciled in potentially on a third line. So uh, watch for Evander Kane coming back for the Edmonton Oilers, who are sitting fourth in the Pacific Division. Uh, the Oilers right now taking a peek as we scroll through the standings. Yes, they are five points back of L.A. and Seattle for a second and third place in the Pacific Division. So a divisional battle, Oilers and Seattle. Uh, the Oilers are 6-3-1 in their last 10. Seattle's 8-2-0. and Both teams, uh, well, Seattle's coming off a loss. The Oilers have won three in a row. You got something, Clark? Sorry, I thought you opened the mic to see how close we are uh, with Rod coming back. Are we getting closer? There he is. Hi. Hi. Did you get to hear any of that? No. Of course not. The power goes out and the world ends. Was it good? Oh, I thought it was pretty good. We went through all the NHL games, <laughs> talked a little bit about the Jets tonight, and, and then we started really diving in to the Oilers and Kraken. And, and here was the thing, if, if you, you know, can allow me for a second. Um, you know, Edmonton's five points back of both Seattle and L.A. for second and third place in the Pacific Division. And they're expecting to have Campbell back in goal. Evander Kane is expected back to suit up on the third line. But I thought this was interesting. Seattle on the road is 16-4-2, and two, and Edmonton's below 500 at home. This game's in Edmonton, so um, should be a fun one. Well, great job, by the way, Gebna. Appreciate you. Thank you. And I feel like we could sit here, and I wouldn't have a problem being that show that an hour one talks about all last night's games and an hour two talks about all tonight's games just with the National Hockey League. Not even kidding. And so John Kirby in Edmonton writes in, and this is great. He was freaking out about this Evander Kane talk. And he said he didn't want to hear it from anybody but the orders themselves that Evander Kane was playing tonight. And John, he's like our Edmonton reporter. He says, morning skate note from Jay Woodcroft himself. Evander Kane will be a game time decision for the orders. Source Avery's sports show. And I think you met Avery when you were with me. Were you not up at Avery from uh, Global Edmonton? That's, right. yeah, that's one cool cat now. Avery. So the Oilers fans are just gaga over Evander Kane's return. And I get it. It's going to take a little more than Evander Kane's return, obviously, to turn these, this team's fortunes around. But does somebody want to write in and tell me what their record was without Evander Kane? It, it is that important. But it's like if he's not back tonight, it's not the end of the world either. But is that is that the is that the game of the night? I don't think it is. Seattle at Edmonton. I think it's Winnipeg at Montreal, which incidentally we're going to be going live there next with Dave Poulin from the TSN crew that's going to be calling the game on the Montreal Canadiens broadcast. I see Dan Asham writing in from Winnipeg earlier and says, "Who's going to win tonight, Winnipeg or Montreal?" Um, we did cover this a little bit last hour. You thought, I shouldn't speak for you, I thought 
the hand wringing and nerves were at an all-time high for the last 42 games. Look where we're going for the next 42, Darren, the second half of this NHL regular season. Wow. I know. I know, and it's going to be every night because these points matter so much. You know, Colorado gets a win last night in Florida, and Calgary loses, and that tightens things up in Calgary as they try and hang on to a playoff spot. Edmonton, too, but, you know, you talk about without Evander Kane, the Oilers have won three in a row, right? They're trying to get on a roll and, you know, increase that cushion. They're not just trying to survive and make a playoff spot here. They're trying to track down Seattle and track down L.A. and move up the Pacific Division and, you know, maybe secure home ice in the first round of the playoffs. So it's a big game for Edmonton. So when I'll be paying attention to the most, I think, because of, you know, it's a division rivalry now. If you can call Seattle and anybody a rivalry yet, but it's in division, I think it's a big game. Nice work, by the way, uh, Clark and Jordan and whomever else was responsible for bringing the Millennium Falcon back into the uh, Milky Way here. And before we break and bring in Dave Poulin from TSN, I do want to say one thing. One of the viewers wrote in and said uh, it was that Jeff Gordon guy who was at our Grey Cup party. And he said, what if Tom Brady buys the CFL? I don't want to go too far down that road other than to say this on the future of Tom Brady. And I think we got to save most of this for overtime because we're running out of time here. But Tom Brady does want to, I fully believe, become involved in ownership in sports and pro football and preferably the nfl if he can does he have the kind of change to buy a significant share of a team i don't know only his bankers and his agent knows that he could buy the entire cfl that is a fact um i don't have any interest in owning anything uh in terms of being the boss of a franchise or a show or i, I don't i just want to do what i'm doing right here would you want to own a sports team like if i had so much money it didn't even matter whether i lost money or made money yeah, maybe I would. And I would just ride the bus and the plane and go to games. But overall, I don't really want to. Is that a burning desire for you to own a sports team? Not really. I mean, partially it would be cool. But I think, you know, for me, I'd like to be involved, you know, in an ownership group. But I don't know that I would want to just own it outright by myself. Um, I'd like to be part of a group. I think that would be okay. Like you said, ride the bus, go to the suite, you know, be an owner. But... The day-to-day, -day, the stress and the salary cap and the league meetings yeah. and all that stuff, I could, I could take it or leave it. I wouldn't want it on me. And um, one thing's for sure, if I owned a team, I would stay the hell out of operations and let the people I hired do their jobs, unlike a lot of owners these days. But anyways, we'll kick that around uh, in overtime. Thanks, Moose. Great job. Great job. Thank you. Bravo. TSN's Dave Poulin joins us next to preview Habs and Jets. It's the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. By the grace of God, indeed, we're back. Uh, talking sports today on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE Radio. And we're excited to welcome in TSN's Dave Poulin. You know him, you love him. Bruins great, Flyers great. He's on the Habs TV crew. He's on the Jets broadcast as an analyst. Dave, dare I say, in advance of the Jets and Habs tonight at Santa Rebel, these are the two teams that you know the best in the National Hockey League. Would I be right? Uh, you'd be pretty close. I'm pretty good on Toronto and Ottawa. So those are my four <laughs> focus teams. And uh, a little bit different. I do the panels for the Leafs, but I do color or panels for the other three. So that's a fair statement. I'm, uh, I've been doing a lot of Winnipeg lately, Rod. Uh, it's a good year to be a Winnipeg guy. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I right know you've through. been doing. Yeah. Yeah, I was there through the conference Sorry. final run pretty extensively that year. And for the last couple of years, it's been hard to figure out what's what exactly happens there. It's a, it's a great statement, and it actually ties to something I believe that, and I, I don't want to digress here and we'll get to this topic, but that Jimmy Rutherford said yesterday when he said, we have really good players, we don't have a good team. 
And, and I think Winnipeg got away from being a team. And I think they have come back to being a team with emphasis on team and credit Rick bonus with the moves he made and, you know, and they're healthy and that much longer, even the pieces, you know, this is a different club with the defense they have and they don't have the big four they had a couple of years ago. And, and Pierre-Luc Dubois is a stud. I mean, he is a flat out stud in the middle. And when I'm asked, you know, what, what would Mark Scheifele, maybe I think this was an issue at first, you know, are you called the first line center or the second line center? And if I'm Mark Scheifele, I'm like, well, I'm a first line center. But with Pierre-Luc Dubois taking first line center roles sometimes, hey, I get better matchups. I get better forward matchups and defense matchups on the other side. And I don't really care what you call me as long as you put me out there every second shift, you know, with the other, with the first line. So I went through it when I went to Boston, Rod. And one of the first questions I was asked was, you get traded for Kenny Linsman because he couldn't accept being a third line center. What do you think about being a third line center? And I said, do I get to go out every third shift? Hmm. You know, it's pretty simple. So I think that, uh, that Winnipeg has really gelled as a team. They're a fun team to watch right now. Montreal is a team on the rise, as is Ottawa. And so they have their good nights. Uh, they had an excellent night. I was with them in Madison Square Garden on Sunday. And, you know, and, and Montembeau went up against Sorokin and lost 2-1 on the island on Saturday and came back and beat Shesterkin 2-1 on Sunday night. So a pretty good weekend for the young goaltender. But. You know, when you say you're doing a lot of Jets, I know because I watch all the Jets games. And what I'm excited about them is they can win any style. They can win a high-scoring game. They can win a defensive game. But I really want to talk about the Habs because we don't talk about them enough on this show. We're carried out in Eastern Canada, Game Plus TV on East Link Cable and Rogers and Videotron. They got booed off the ice the other night at home, right, against Seattle. And I'm thinking, what do these fans want? When they were winning early, Dave, I'm like, no, you're not supposed to be winning. Like, what are the Montreal Canadiens? When Martin St. Louis got hired last year, he brought in so much enthusiasm and so much optimism. And what I noticed the most is the individual players got better. The team didn't get better, necessarily. But the individual players, almost to a man, got better. So coming into this year and having a really good start to the year, I think there were a couple games or three games over 500, maybe as late as early December, everybody got ahead of themselves, Rod. And said, oh, you know, maybe we're not going to be as bad. And, and, and I think that's a credit to the guys that were there. They have some really nice young players. On a given night, they were playing five rookie defense, which is outlandish in the National Hockey League. And so that's settled a little bit now. Uh, we may see Mike Baston back tonight, so there could be three vets in the lineup. They've got a nice core of young D coming. Cole Caulfield's a special player, flat out. And I've watched this kid since he was 16 years old. And I've listened to all the age-old arguments. Well, he can do it at this level. He won't be able to do it at the next level. He's a flat-out goal scorer. He's doing it the exact same way. He's done it at each level. But I think he's better now. He made a move on Sunday night on Adam Fox coming in from his offside. He literally picked the puck up and put it down on the other side of Fox's stick. And had a great scoring chance. It was so quick. And it was and when I saw it, I was like, did I just see that? Like I'm a color guy, right? I'm supposed to catch that. But it was I hadn't seen it him do that before. So now I'm waiting for the replay. I'm like, I want to watch that again. Uh, he is must see it. He's got a guy in Nick Suzuki that can pass the puck. And so I think they're a team that's, you know, arguably two to three years away from being a legitimate contender, but definitely on the right track. I love talking hockey with you. And here's the thing, Dave. I go down, the media, the other media says to me, why, Rod, why do you go down to the benches for warm-up? And for part of the game, I said, because I want to see what's going on down there. And when the Habs came through sunrise, Martin St. Louis, you've probably seen this. He stands on the bench in warm-up. A lot of coaches don't. Sometimes he's in a tracksuit. And all those kids, when they go around the ice, I'm talking about his player, are looking him in the eye. I'm like, he's got this team right here. And I guess my question for you is, like, is he the long-term answer and going to be the coach of the Montreal Canadiens for a long time? Because they're not winning now. You know, how do you see this playing out there long-term? I believe he's in long-term. I do. I think he's a coach. And that's coming from someone who I don't think I was a coach. I did it for 10 years at the collegiate level. 
but I did it to go back to Mama Mater and got the program back on track. It had been through some really hard times. And basically, the way things work there, Rod, is they call you when you're playing and they tell you you're going to be the next coach at Notre Dame. Mm. And they didn't really ask that much. They kind of told me. And I was like, oh, guys, I don't think I'm a coach. And they said, well, you know, just come back and do it for a couple of years and see if you can get things back online. And when I say I wasn't a coach, I'm not wired like that. I look at I like to look at things a little bit higher, like a little more ten thousand feet, and I, I felt more comfortable in a management role because the day to day grind of a coach is just remarkable. You know, look at those guys in September, and look at them again in April or May. They look physically different. They beat themselves up so much, and it is so incredibly personal. You tell someone to do something. You go over it with him. You tell him five more times. Then he goes out there and does something different. You're like, you're kidding, right? Like you're kidding me. And and the personal side of it, it's it's 24 seven. There's no escape from it. And I think Marte San Luis loves that. I think he's wired like that, and I really do. And even the way he stays on the ice, and, you know, part of having Slavkovsky up was that this coaching staff could be the mentors and development team inside of the development group that they have working with their young players. So after practice, you'd see San Luis and Alex Burroughs and Trevor Lukowski and out working with them. And, and Stefan Robidon mm-hmm. does the same thing with the D. The other thing about Marty is that's a young staff. I mean, the, the veteran would be Burroughs and he's not that far mm-hmm. removed from playing. And, and, you know, particularly at the NHL level, it's a young staff. So I think that there's been some growing pains there as well. I think Stefan Robidoux is going to be a terrific coach, but he's just new at it. And even for Marty, not having been a head coach at any level, Rod, he didn't quite know, I'm sure, and still learning how to use his coaches properly. Because when you haven't been an assistant in the NHL, you're not quite sure exactly how to best utilize them. He's seen it. He's witnessed it from a player's standpoint. He knows he played for some really good assistants. But I think that's a little bit of an art as well that will be developed. I think this is a long-term group. Yeah, great answer. And by the way, uh, you're definitely right. What I hear is that Marte St. Louis understands today's NHL player better than any other head coach in the National Hockey League. And what I'm hearing out of Montreal is look out because they're all growing together. Players, coaches coming together and they have each other's back. So, uh, Pooley, we are out of time, but I will be watching tonight. Break a leg. And uh, thanks for the time today. Always a pleasure, Rod. Good luck with everything. Thanks, pal. Uh, TSN's Dave Poulin. We're going to talk about all of this and more when we come back and the Moose rejoins. It's the RP Show, and we are live on Game Plus Television across all 10 Canadian provinces, 31 U.S. states, live streaming on YouTube and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, what a day. Oh, my. When this show's over, I might just go crawl under the covers. And thankfully for a wonderful team here, we got through it. And the reason I bring that up, let's bring the moose back in. He's the guy that's probably more stressed than anybody because he had a tap dance for like 12 (laughs) minutes. Moose, I spilled coffee in my lap in the middle of the Dave Poulin interview. Did you see that, Clark? Did you see that? I gave Clark a face. Oh, no. Hey. Damn. Uh, David in Winnipeg. David in Winnipeg says, um, "RP, one of the reasons I enjoy your program is that you invite and allow people to speak their minds." It does say Mike Richards raw. Hit the mute button if you don't like salty comments. Listen, I know, right? We're going to have a lot of fun here, and I pushed you up against the clock real at that last segment you were on, where I said, "Do you want to own anything?" and John Ohm in Winnipeg um, says, Rod, don't you want to own the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? That's my dream, bro. Not even for two seconds do I want to own the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. If I, own, wanted, if I wanted to own any team, it would be the Regina Pats, and that's it. 
I don't want to own teams. No, not the right. No. Um, I guess if you could, Darren, own one team and you had the resources to do it, who, who would it be? We've had this yeah, discussion. It'd be the Tennessee you want Titans. an NFL team. Yeah, you want an NFL yeah. team. That's right. No, not me. But I also want to explain something, too, uh, just with what I say to Poulin. Obviously, I've always been out on my own planet. Somebody said to me the other day, they're like, you're out on an island. I said, I've always been out on an island. And that's the thing with what the beauty of this show. I, I, I don't want to own any team. I just want to do what I'm doing. I want to have fun and I want to be happy. And when I go to these games, follow my social media for the love of Pete. You'll see it, especially on the Instagram stories, Darren. When I go down in between the benches or on the benches for these warm-ups for NFL, NHL, CFL games, I want to see what's going on. I'm not going down there for cotton candy, okay? And a lot of times I stay down there during the game. Like I remember last year, <laughs> Sergei Brobovsky let in a goal in the playoffs early on against Tampa and the look on Ben Sherratt's face. It was like in the 20 games that Sherratt played for the Panthers. I was like, yep. That told me all I needed to know about the team cohesion of the Florida Panthers last year. Okay, it's a different team now. There's a lot of different personalities. Sherrod's gone. You can't see that from the press box. You can't. You physically cannot. And the TV cameras don't pick that stuff up either. You know, I was sitting behind the net when Mike Smith, when he was playing in goal for the Flames, shot a dirty look to one of the defensemen on a goal that Mike Smith let in poorly. And I'm like... You can't do that to your teammates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't really have a point here other than to say, this is why I do what I do. And the rest of the media, they ask, Rod, why do you go down and do that? I'm like, if you don't know, you're never going to know. Just stop asking. That's, that's trenches warfare, man, right there. Yeah. You got to get your fingers dirty sometimes. And you got to get into the action and really see what's going on. Um, now, that's good. That's good. And you could tell it's subtle. It's subtle, but little body yes. language things will tell you a lot. And it'll tell you all you need to know. And it was little things like that that when I was talking about Sheldon Keefe, right? Little frustrations, little messages. Like, you know, I go back to that documentary. They had All or Nothing on the Leafs. And they were showing a game against um, the Ottawa Senators where they were winning. And they let the, the big lead go and they ended up losing the game. And they were up, I think, 4-1. to one. And they let in a goal. And you could hear Sheldon Keefe. Ah, there we go. Keep playing like this. Of course they're going to score. Yep, they're going to keep doing it. Well, the body language. You keep telling somebody they suck and you're failing and you're not good. You tell them long enough, they're going to believe it. Right? They're going to believe it. So you need to, it's, it's all about how you act and talk to people and, and the, the attitude you take every day. Oh, it's all of that. And I just noticed Shane mental health coach, mental strength coach from Winnipeg. You met Shane when we were in Winnipeg. Yeah. He's a former CFLer, a USC linebacker. Hey, Shane, where you been? I haven't heard from him for ages. He's watching on Game Plus TV right now. He's texted in. He said, as to Brett Maher, the Cowboys kicker who missed four converts on Monday Night Football, says he needs to chalk it up as it wasn't his night. You could see after the second miss, he was trying to make adjustments and tweak things. That's when he was in his own head and lost focus and frustration started in. He's a veteran. He knows how to get back on track and expect him to be back wanting to redeem his performance. Signed, Shane McGowan, mental game coach. Look him up, folks, by the way. I just, I would like to think that all teams have a mental strength coach, but they don't. <laughs> um... You know who's got probably the best in sports is the Tampa Bay Lightning. And who's been in the last three Stanley Cup finals? Oh, yeah. But back to that ownership thing. I own two businesses, one of which everybody knows, I think. Peterson Media, it's the contract to which I'm here. It does publishing. It's published three books. It's, yeah. But I have another business that nobody knows about and nobody no needs to know about. You know, and... That's why if you're following what I'm doing, people see just the tip of the iceberg of what we're doing, right? Then they think that's all of it. No, no, no. There's a hell of the 90% underwater, dude, that you don't even see. So 10% uh, of Ryan the ice floats above the water. Right, right. 
Ryan in New York says, if I were to own a team, I'd invest in the local pro teams in the Capital Region, the Firewolves, the Empire, and the Thunder, and try to bring the AHL back to MVP Arena. Last minute of play in the RP show. Um, oh, there's so much talk here. Hi, shish, shish, We could go three hours, and a lot of people want us to, but we're not. Uh, interesting comment, though, earlier, Jeff, the Stams fan about it. Is, it. is it better to stay too long or leave early? I think the answer would be to leave early, a la Peyton Manning and any other athlete that's done that. It's very hard. Jared Allen's another guy. Oh, I've got a million stories on this that we'll have to pick up with tomorrow. Okay, Moose? All right. That uh, sounds good. You look good today, by the way. Yeah. The Navy backdrop. What do you mean? The yellow shirt. You look good today. I knew the bright colors would pop against the backdrop, so I'm not a total idiot. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to jump onto the covers, Moose. I'll meet you there. See you everybody See ya. tomorrow. Noon Eastern. Spicy. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> oh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.